This week's Parsha is Parsha Shoftim, and the Haftar for Parsha Shoftim is from Sefer Yeshayahu, like all of the Shiva Tanachamta, the seven Haftaros that we read after Tisha B'Av. And this is number four. And this comes from, it begins in the middle of Parak Nun Aleph, chapter 51, begins in verse 12, Pasukyur Beis. Until this point in the Parak, or at least the section that comes right before the Haftarah begins, B'nai Yisrael turned to Hashem and demand of him almost that he bring the Geula, that he, build, that he bring the redemption. And this is Hashem's response. It won't be so clear as to why this is response until a few psukim in, but this is Hashem or the Navi in the name of Hashem responds to Bnei Israel who are asking Hashem to bring the redemption, to bring the Geula. We are sick of exile. We um, are tired of suffering and we ask him to bring our redemption. And one of the arguments that um, Bnei Israel, that the Jewish people make is that it's true that we are not perfect, but the people who you brought out of Egypt, who you brought out of Mitzrayim, were also not perfect and you took them out of exile. So, so too, with if you had the power to take them out of exile, take us out of exile as well. And Hashem's response begins in verse 12, as we said, Anochi, Anochi, hu menachem I, only I, am the one who comforts you. There are many commentaries on these words, beautiful commentaries. The simplest understanding is that Hashem says, I am the only one who can bring the gula, and I plan to do so. So Hashem begins by saying, yes, we're on the same page. I will bring your redemption. But if you truly believe that I am going to bring your redemption, Hashem continues in the same verse, Mi'at v'tir anosh yamus uven adam If you believe that I'm going to bring the redemption, then who are you that you should be afraid of man and of men who will made as grass? Meaning, if you believe in me and my power to bring the redemption, why are you afraid of other human beings? Why are you afraid of your enemies? Hashem says, instead of being afraid of me, or instead of paying attention to me, you've forgotten Hashem, your maker, who spreads out the heavens and sets the foundations of the earth, meaning he holds all the power of the world in his hands. He is truly in control. And you are constantly terrified all day long from the fury of your oppressors who prepare to destroy you. We are so concerned and we are so worried about our enemies, of people who we perceive as having physical strength. And then we turn to Hashem and we ask Him for our redemption. Well, if we really recognize that Hashem is in control, why are we so concerned with them? Why aren't we concerned with Hashem? And this verse ends with a rhetorical question. And where is the oppressor's fury? There are so many throughout history that have hated us and have tried to destroy us. And where are they? They are gone. They don't survive while you do. So Bnei Yisrael, the Jewish people, spend all their time fearing other human beings. But if we just look back at history, we realize there's nothing to fear from them because they disappear and we're still here. Their hate is nowhere to be found. Their hate is as ephemeral as they are. It can only last as long as they do. And we know that they are so temporary. 
Mi hart soel hi paseach, veloya mus the shachas, veloyach sarlach The wanderer will soon be released and will not die in the pit, nor will his bread be lacking. This, of course, refers to us, the Jewish people, that we are the wanderers throughout exile. But soon Hashem will take us out of the pit, soon Hashem will redeem us, and we will not be lacking physically as we have lacked in exile for thousands of years. And I, Hashem your God, roar at the sea and make its waves rage. I, Hashem Tzvakos Shemo, I am Hashem, Master of Legions. Master of Legions, Hashem Tzvakos, is a name of Hashem that connotes power or control over the entire world. And I have placed my words in your mouth, and with the shade of my hand I have covered you. To implant the heavens instead of foundation for the earth, and say to Zion, to Jerusalem, to the Jewish people, Amiata, you are my people. So Hashem begins to respond for our, to our crest for the redemption by saying to us, if you truly believe that I am powerful enough to bring the redemption, why are you so concerned with the power of other people? Also, then he describe, begins to describe his own power, that he is in complete control of the physical world. And not, as he on, not only is he in control of the physical world, but he has also designated us as his special people and maintained our status and our existence throughout history. And then comes Hashem's direct answer to our call to, for him to awaken and bring the Geula. And that is in verse 17, Pasuk Yitzayin, He's Ori, He's Ori, Kumi Yerushalayim, Asher Shasis Miyad Hashem Es Koschamaso. Rouse yourself, rouse yourself, Jerusalem, who from Hashem's hands have drunk of His wrath. Es Kubas Koshatarila Shasis Matsis. Even the sediment of the cup of affliction, you drank and you drained. If you listen to the words carefully, we said to Hashem, Uri, Uri, awaken, awaken. This was in verse 9 in Pasuk Tes of this chapter. And now Hashem turns to us and says, He's Uri, He's Uri. You awaken, you awaken. Hashem says to us, We have established that I can take you out of exile, and I will. But the delay does not come from me, it comes from you. Hashem tells us, you have drained the cup of suffering. You have suffered enough. I don't want to give you any more suffering. But you are in exile in order to do tshuva. The geula is ready for you. You need to awaken. The parable of the cup of sorrow continues until the end of the parak. First, Hashem describes our affliction. Ein menahala michol banim yalada, ve'ein machazik v'yada michol banim gidela. Among all the children she has borne, there is no one to guide her. Among the children she has reared, there is no one to hold her hand. There are two calamities that have befallen you. Who will mourn for you? The plunder and the calamity, the hunger and the sword. With whom can I comfort you? Your children have fainted. They lie at the head of all streets, like a wild bull trapped in a net. 
They are full of Hashem's fury with, your, with Hashem's rebuke. Hashem describes the sad state of Bnei Yisrael, which is all, who is often referred to in the female singular, that Bnei Yisrael is distraught, is destroyed, is completely and totally um, washed out from suffering. And therefore Hashem says, Hashem, the Navi continues this imagery of a cup of wine that is um, full of suffering and that has been drunk to its very end. And Hashem says, therefore here now, she who is afflicted, who is drunk, but not from wine, meaning speaking to Bnei Israel that they are drunk, but they're not drunk from wine, they're drunk from suffering. Hashem says to us, Thus says Hashem, your God, who will fight for his people. Behold, I have removed the cup of suffering from your hand, from the sediments of the cup of my anger. You will no longer drink. But I will put into the hands of your tormentors, meaning I'll put that cup, that you, that cup of suffering that you have been drinking of for thousands of years, I will take that cup and I will put it into the hands of your tormentors who have said to you, bow in front of us that we may pass over you. For whom you have made your body like the ground and a street for passers-by, those enemies that have trampled on you for all those years, those people who have treated you like nothing better than cobblestones of the earth, they will soon drink from your cup of suffering. So Hashem's message to us is, yes, what you're saying is true. I am capable of taking you out of this exile, and I want to take you out of this exile. And the delay only comes from you. But then he reassures us again when he says, I recognize your suffering. And he describes our suffering in painful poetic detail. But he says to us, you know, I want to bring that redemption. And as soon as you allow me to, I will bring that redemption. I recognize your suffering. And when you allow me to, that suffering will be over. And the suffering will be given over to your tormentors. Until this point, Hashem has spoken about the redemption as a demand from us, meaning if you want me to bring the redemption, then do something, deserve it, and I will be happy to bring it. But the next chapter, which is really just a continuation of the same nevuah, of the same prophecy, begins with the same words, and this time it's not a demand, but a promise. It's a much more upbeat, unconditional nevuah prophecy about what will come in the future. Uri Uri Livshi Uzech Tzion. Again, using those same words, awaken, awaken. So we told Hashem, awaken, awaken, bring the redemption. Then Hashem said to us, awaken, awaken, you awaken in Shuvah. And then the Navi, or Hashem, uses those same words to say to Yerushalayim, the time has come, the redemption is coming. Uri Uri Livshi Uzech. Awaken, awaken, put on your strength. Clothe yourself in splendor. Put on your robes of majesty, holy city of Jerusalem. 
This chapter begins with the imagery of a woman who is mourning. She is no longer wearing her finest clothing because she is alone, and she is tired of waiting to return to her former life. So Hashem tells her, wake up, wake up. You have tired of waiting. You have despaired almost. Now the redemption is coming. Get ready. There are two clauses here that have a very similar meaning. The Bravanel points out that this is for two different aspects of the redemption. Uri, Uri, Uzeich, we will wear strength, and strength refers to physical power, that we will be sovereign in our land once again. But when Hashem says, wear clothing of splendor, this is spiritual. And why should you be so excited? For the uncircumcised and the unclean shall never again enter your boundaries. Radak says that this is not just generally those that are spiritually unwelcome, but refers specifically to the descendants of Esav and Yishmael. The European persecutors of Israel are referred to as uncircumcised. The Muslim persecutors of Israel are circumcised, but their deeds make them impure. So they're referred to not as Arel, which means uncircumcised, but Tameh, which is impure. According to Radak, they both lay claim to our land. And as we know, this has continued almost 800 years more after his death. According to Radak, this is a promise that those who claim to be the rightful heirs to our land will recognize our sovereignty and not lay claim to Jerusalem anymore. Arise, shake off the dust, and sit on your throne, Jerusalem. Loosen the bonds from your neck, captive one, Zion. Before, like we've seen in other places in Yeshayahu, we were laying on the floor in despair. Now Hashem tells us to get up and dust ourselves off. And now, until the end of the Haftorah, Yeshayahu will describe the journey from exile to redemption. Beginning with the exile, he laments, for thus says Hashem, you were sold for free. You went into exile for nothing. You were punished for your sins, but those sins have no worth. They bring you no benefit. And you shall be redeemed without money as well. There's no way to bribe Hashem. Only true repentance will bring you back. Ki koamar Hashem elokim, mitzrayim yarad ami verishona lagorsham, fa'ashur be'efes ashko. For thus says Hashem, as for Egypt, my people went down originally to sojourn there, but Assyria oppressed them without justification. Therefore, what do I gain here? Here Hashem is talking about exile and says, what am I gaining in exile? Hashem is talking about himself, a reflection of what we know, that Hashem is in exile with us. For my people has been carried off for nothing. Their rulers glorify themselves. With the very fact that we are in exile, the nations of the world glorify themselves in that they think they have triumphed over the people of Hashem. They recognize that we were the chosen people and either, like the Christians do, claim that they are chosen as the new chosen people or, like other nations, glorify themselves in that as if they have been victorious over God because they have vanquished his people. 
Besamid kol hayom shmi minoat, and constantly, unceasingly, my name is blasphemed, either by those who are saying that God is incapable of protecting his people, or those who claim a false connection to him. Lachain yeda amishmi, assuredly my people will learn my name. Lachain bayomahu ki anihu hamidaberinini, definitely they will learn on that day, meaning the day of the redemption, that I am the one who spoke and I am here. They will realize that all of those prophecies, all of those years, were coming from me and that they are true. This element, the recognition of Hashem and that He was there all along, is the essential element of redemption. And so begins the description of that time. How pleasant on the mountain are the footsteps of the herald announcing peace. Heralding good fortune, making salvation heard. Omer Litzion Malach Halokayach, telling Zion, your God has ruled. Either in physical reality or in metaphor, God and his redemption will be announced from mountaintops. Ayin ba'ayin yiru b'shuv Hashem Zion. Eye to an eye they will see when Hashem returns to Zion. The commentaries explain that the first eye is that of prophecy that saw Hashem return thousands of years before. The second eye is in reference to the physical eyes of those who will be there when the redemption comes. They will then see with clarity what the prophets had seen so many years before, that Hashem will redeem his people. And with the open miracles, all parts of the land of Israel will rise and join in praising Hashem's return. Pitzchu ranenu yachtav charvos Yerushalayim Burst out, sing glad song in unison, ruins of Yerushalayim. For Hashem will have comforted his people. He will have re- redeemed Jerusalem. Hashem has bared his holy arm before the eyes of all the nations. All ends of the earth will see the salvation of God. Hashem bearing his arm refers to himself, Hashem revealing himself. In exile, Hashem is watching over us and he is protecting us, but it is hidden. He is not revealing himself to the world. If anyone sees him, it is B'nai Yisrael themselves who see Hashem watching over us and protecting us, but not publicly and not in a way that is obvious. But when the redemption comes, Hashem will reveal himself. He will reveal his holy arm. His arm refers to his actions, protecting and glorifying and redeeming B'nai Israel, And when the Geula comes, it will be revealed. Everyone will know he is there. And so when that happens, and in preparation for it, the prophet, the Navi, turns to B'nai Israel and says, Suru, suru, tsu'umisham. Depart, depart, get out of there. Tame, it is unclean. Al don't touch it. Tsu'umitocha, get out of it. Hibaro, cleanse yourselves. No say klei Hashem those who carry the vessels of Hashem. The prophet tells us to leave as fast as we can because the places that we are now have false values that we need to divest ourselves of as soon as possible because of the way that the verse ends. We are those who carry the vessels of Hashem. We bear his values. We are supposed to embody the ideas and values of Torah. We have spent too long in exile absorbing the values and ideals that are not our own. They are not true. And as soon as we can, as soon as we have the opportunity, we need to leave those places and cease their influence. 
סילחון, כי הולך לפניכם השם ומאסיפכם אלוקי ישראל. For you will not depart in haste, nor will you leave in flight. For Hashem is marching before you, the God of Israel is your rear guard. And so ends the Haftorah, where Hashem says to us, you will not run away because you are scared, because you think that if you don't run as fast as possible, your enemies will again capture you. No, you will not depart in haste. You will not leave in flight. Hashem will march before you, and it will be so clear to everyone that the exile is over and that you are not in danger, that Hashem is protecting you completely. You will leave because you want to leave exile, and not because you are forced to out of physical terror. And this is the way the Haftorah ends, that the Geula will come, the redemption will come, and we will leave and we will leave in haste. But we will be running towards something. We will not be running away. We will not be fearful like we are in exile. And again, this circles back to the beginning of the Haftorah, where Hashem said to us, Why are you so fearful of your enemies if you recognize that I'm in control? And that is the way that the, parrot, that the Haftorah ends, by saying to us, when it's time to leave, you will recognize what is real and what is true. You will not be scared of them, but you will leave because you want to. You will leave because you recognize Hashem's power, not because you are scared of them. You will be running toward Hashem and you will be running toward something positive. You will not be fearful and running away the way that you are now.